So hi, welcome to Granoid's podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... We are with Robin from the band Resolve. And we're going to ask some questions say about their upcoming album, Humans. Congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? Pretty, pretty good. It's been... Uh, I mean, I guess you guys remember, actually, but we, we did the same podcast together, like, nearly two years ago. And mm-hmm. it's funny to... Like ju- just a few minutes ago, before we like connected, I was thinking like, man, it's already been two years, and it's funny to think about all the stuff that's happened in the in the last two years because it's been it's been very busy for us, I guess for you as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, and it's good to be it's good to be back with a new album. Like it's already our second, and I'm I'm excited to show it to the world. Fuck yeah. Hell the yeah. the album fucking rips the opener, bro. I was listening to this Thank shit. You. Nine o'clock in the morning, just woke mm-hmm. up, already headbanging. That shit was it, 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 so heavy. I love it. Oh dude. Yeah, it fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah, the the first track especially was it was it was the one like when we were working on it in the studio, like because basically our process is uh our vocalist is also the primary songwriter. Mm-hmm. So like I when he showed us this this one demo for the like that's when it, it just clicked like we had the name instantly and we were like okay this should open the album this should be the name of the album so yeah it's a very special one for us for sure yeah. absolutely and Shane I'm so happy you mentioned the the title track because I was gonna mention mm-hmm. that track plus bloodlust those two yeah. fucking killer dude mm-hmm. I fucking Thanks. oh my god you guys you guys crushed it with this album man yeah you know what bloodlust is actually the only song on the album that's written by uh, our new guitarist, Antonin. So, oh my god, I- I'll let him know that you that you guys <laughs> liked it because yeah, it's one of uh, it's one of our favorites as well. Hell yeah, hell yeah, thank you. Uh, so, is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art? Well, the the first album, as you know, was called Between Me and the Machine. So, like, I I guess you can see the like the kind of link in between the two. Like, it's not really a part two of the album but we felt like we had like some some more stuff to say on this like on on the whole matter so we thought okay let's let's because it's also more personal i think than the first one so mm-hmm. we i think it was making more a lot of sense to call it human because well it's i mean it's about first and foremost our humanity but also like the the whole of humanity which uh which is in a tough spot at the, at the moment so so yeah, that's that's where the name of the album came came from. Hmm. And any meaning behind the cover art? Well, the cover art, um, it's wh- what I like about it is that we c- you can like see different meaning depending on how you look at it. Like it can be a maze, just as like we can be like quite an enigma as as people. Mm-hmm. It can like I like to see it also as um. Ah, I'm blinking on the I'm blinking on the English word, but uh, like before the baby's born, when it's like in in the mother's uterus, what's the what what's the, what's the word for it in English? You know what I'm saying? Like when it's Fetus? still like it, yeah. Oh, so it's actually the same name as in French. So yeah, oh, okay. it can, like I I also like to see like you know the with the bits in the middle, like kind of a fetus, but a metallic one. So that's mm. I, I like the contrast in between the two. It's it's supposed to be very open to interpretation. But what's a funny thing to say about it is that uh, it was inspired by uh, artificial, artificial intelligence. Like the very first drafts of the album were made using, uh, I'm, I'm not sure which one it is, could have been Mid Journey or uh, Dali, one of these. But we, we actually took a lot of inspiration just like putting in prompts to, to artificial intelligences and seeing like stuff that we wouldn't, wouldn't have thought about. 
-hmm. and like we we kind of came up with the maze concept thanks to this so it's it's paradoxical to like have the album called human but it's kind of like ai generated but mm -hmm. i guess that makes sense in a way okay yeah so did you you guys what i'm gathering is you gather the ideas with ai and then did you take it to like an artist with that idea or is the the cover art that we see ai generated um it's been a uh, it's been quite a process basically we had like some sort of sketches made with an ai we took kind of the best parts of it and uh one of our basically our art director the guy who does like all of our music videos and artwork and stuff he just kind of did a new one inspired by, by some we liked and then we sent it to another friend who does like 3d uh creation basically so he made it like look 3d and rendering like different views so that we could use it for like la uh, the booklet and stuff or, or mer some merch stuff uh, so yeah it's that's it's been it went like that basically oh, okay for sure and i think you nailed it like nail on the head with uh saying that the cover art could be just like whatever whoever's looking at it you know mm -hmm. sees it as damn that was a lot um but because i look at it and i immediately thought it was a fingerprint but you're saying maze or like that, a fetus, but genuinely I was like, oh, that's a fingerprint. Okay. But now that you mentioned fetus, I could see that. Now that you mentioned maze, I it, could see that. So it's, it could it's definitely be a fingerprint. Yeah. Yeah. Good, yeah. good call. I mean, it, it's, it slipped my mind, but obviously uh, like some of us called it as well, but yeah, a fingerprint yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. So. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for the album? So like I was saying, basically the, it's kind of a, a similar process as, as the first one, more refined, I'd say, but basically our uh, vocalist and songwriter, Anthony, he's got like his little home studio. He lives in the mountains, like about one hour from where I live. So he like he is constantly writing. He's just like an incredible guitarist and incredible just musician overall. So it just like always comes up with demos. Some of them he knows like, won't make the cut in advance but there's always like there's two folders whenever we start working on music it's like the ones that where he feels like strongly about and it usually has like a lot of good stuff but there's also the one where he says ah, i don't know this is probably like too out there or too weird for us and we always end up picking like a lot of stuff from this one folder as well but wait yeah once he once he's done with like Say, say he writes maybe like yeah, 10, 12, 15 demos. We get together, uh, we work like on the on the structure of the songs. We work on the arrangements, like adding some bits or sometimes removing them. More, more often than not removing them actually, because he tends to like build and build and build and have, he can have like five, six different riffs in one song, which, which can be like sometimes too much. So it's a matter of balance, balancing it. But then, so we work on the instrumental first, and then once we're happy with the like a, the first version of a track, we we collectively try to write some vocals and some like melodies and patterns, <clears throat> like all together actually in the studio. And this time we are like recording the final text for the album as we were coming up with the stuff, like as opposed to doing a de uh, vocal demo first, like we did for the first one. We realized that sometimes the the first uh, the first impression or just like the first draft sometimes it holds like more emotion to it than when you're trying to recreate it later down the line but just sounding better but that doesn't really mean anything 
So this time we thought, you know what? I mean, if we have to redo some stuff down the line because we feel like it could have been better or anything, we'll do, we will do it and we have. But a lot of stuff was just like, okay, we've got this melody, try a couple of takes. Okay, it's sounding great. Next. Because, mm. I mean, sometimes we, we, we questioned ourselves a lot on the first album and went back and forth on a lot of versions. And, and we felt like maybe at some point we were getting lost and maybe we had the best version of a song like from the start. So we thought for this new one, let's just keep it maybe more spontaneous. Okay. Yeah, that's really, really interesting. Cause like you hear artists all the time talking about how they, they've got like the, the demo was where they felt like all the emotion was in vocally. And it's yeah. like, they just can't recreate it actually with one of the artists. I, I manage bands. That's like my day job. One of the artists that oh, okay. uh, I work with, it, we had a song that came out and they just like, they don't like that version of the song because the demo is like where they're like the emotions in the fucking demo. So now we have to put the demo out later on because they're like, people have to hear that version of the song. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it has a name, right? I mean, I know in France, we like the de demoitis or, or oh, something. Demo like when you are yeah, yeah, yeah. Demo like when you're too, like it can be, it can go both ways. Like sometimes an artist, because I'm a music producer as well. So I see a lot of artists coming into my studio and like they, they love their demos because they are emotionally attached to it. And it's kind of my job also to sometimes you're like, okay, like I think this is better than anything we could do together. But sometimes you also have to like push the artist to try harder. It, it just depends on, 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 yeah, on, on the material, on what you want to carry with it as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So what song off this album took the longest to write and which one is your personal favorite? Mm, I'll start with my personal favorite, which I think is Human. Mm. Uh, I think New Colors Come Close. I really, really love In Stone, which is kind of the ballad. I, I'm a sucker for ballads, so that's why. Yeah. Uh, the, the longest to write... Mm, Nothing actually. Like, there's really not one that comes to my mind. Uh, I think the one that maybe like was the most different from the demo was probably New Colors, mm. the the tenth track on the album. Uh, like yeah, because I remember when we were working on it, I it was kind of it was a lot different, like in terms of structure, and it was like I think it was maybe longer. And I was the one who came up with the the main like synth hook, so I think that's the one that maybe changed the most in between the demo, uh, the original demo and the final version. Mm. Um, but yeah, like, uh, also like because we we remove we release sorry um, like the the release campaign for this one has been very long because we start kind of started uh, I want to say November twenty twenty two was when we released uh, Move to Trash. Yeah. But I mean, the album wasn't like done or anything at this point, but we knew it was going to be part of the album. Mm. So like, obviously this one took a lot longer to produce and mix and record because we do that ourselves as well, because it was going to be like the kind of the template for the new album. So a lot, I, I would say more time went into this one, but just because we thought this would be a cool first single, like it's not because of the actual track. Okay, yeah, that gotcha. makes sense. That's fair. Um, so how did the track goes for the album come about? Did you guys write the opener be the opener, close be a closer, did you shuffle around and see what fits? What was that process like? We we tend to we tend to do that in a way, like like I was saying in the beginning, 
uh, Human was not like the first song that was written, but from this moment, we started to have like a proper direction for the album. So from this moment, we like when we had Human, I want to say we had maybe like four, five songs before that, that ended up being on the album. So once we had this first one, we we're like, okay, this is the first one. So imagine like what would be cool going right after. I think we already had this await, so it was pretty obvious from the start that it would be number two. Uh, like the, the closer of the album was definitely written with it, with it being a closer in mind. And it's kind of similar to, that. that's something I, I think we want to make kind of a signature move is we always have um, a very dark song as the pen penultimate uh, one. So the, the one before the, the last one. Mm -hmm. But we like to finish our albums with a, a more positive vibe. So when we wrote the, the final track for this one, Moonshine was definitely like something that we had in mind. Like this is going to be the final track. And so like that's also why the ending is so like bizarre and very different to the rest of the song because we knew that there would be nothing after that so we could just go as crazy as we wanted on it but yeah it's uh we, we like to write our albums like as if there were albums not just like okay we've got 10 12 songs let's just see what fits and and call it an album hell yeah that's fucking awesome. I, I appreciate bands still write albums to be albums mm -hmm. yeah i mean I, I feel like the industry has changed a bit in the in the last say like 10 years but to be honest the heavy or alternative music like we still love our album format yeah. like you, you you see like you see rappers and like pop artists and they can release like track after track and like all, everyone's happy with it but i feel like yeah in our community it's very much like it, it's still a very much a big thing like people still like to put in the work and fans still like to have their first listen like be a proper one and as it was intended by the artist so that's something that's something i really like about being in part of this scene as well yeah and that sure. that's definitely the case but i just it feels like the music industry is shifting to the point where it's like the labels and the artists feel like they have to just like put out five or six singles yeah. and i like, mean we I, I know. <laughs> obviously we do yeah obviously we do yeah. like I, I feel i feel bad because we we see fans being like oh no not another single like we won't have anything to listen yeah. by the time the album drops but like what is the name of the game what, what else can you do exactly. in, in this day and age to, to get some recognition to get some like i mean obviously i i guess the no album approach is working very very well for falling in rivers but that's that's yeah. pretty, that's that's honestly pretty much the only band I can think of that is working with this this approach. Like even Bring Me are still releasing album albums, even though they say they wouldn't like a while ago. Yeah, and then, so and then they well, just said, I mean, well, <laughs> now they just delayed their new fucking album and like the, the third we, time. <laughs> I, I, well, I'm I mean I'm grateful for that because it was supposed to come out the same day as ours. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like yeah, but but in in a way. I, I'm not even sure it would have been like that much of a big deal because like they are so much bigger, like almost mainstream. So it's not like there's any form of com competition. It, maybe like it could have been great because maybe some like more outlets, more like media would have been talking about the alternative scene on that day. So who knows? Maybe maybe it would have been beneficial actually to have to have our album come out the same day. I mean, we still got we are still running against I think Tesseract and. 
a couple of other releases. So it's still quite a stack today for release. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so would you be able to tell us where your headspace is at while you were creating this record? Mm, well, I think the biggest difference compared to the first one was the we were actually touring when we did that record. And it's, uh, I, I mean, I, I guess you can hear that because I think a lot, a lot of the songs have more efficiency to them. Like we obviously were, because uh, we we've been lucky enough to tour quite a lot. Like the the first album was ready a long time before it was released. Where it was released in November twenty one, mm. uh, because like things started to look up sometimes in twenty twenty one. So. It was actually a good call on our end because we released the album in November and like we started touring it in March of 2022 and it's been pretty much nonstop ever since. So it's been a lot of work to fit like writing sessions and producing sessions into it. But at the same time, we, I think, yeah, we were more, more focused because we had like the direct connection to the fans for the first time. We could definitely see what parts of the first album they were reacting to the most live. We are also seeing like other bands we are touring with and we're like, well, like this is very smart. We should try and do our own version of that or uh, mm. stuff like that. Or, oh, oh my God, like they, like we, we toured a lot with Landmarks, which are like Fantastic very, band. very good friends. And I'm, uh, yeah, they're absolutely brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say we do the same style, but, or I wouldn't say there's a, real landmarks influence on the new album but the way that they the way that they see their whole heart as being something made for people to lose their mind live that's definitely something that we kept in mind so yeah i think there's a lot of i mean it's probably a bit heavier all around than the than the first one because i mean we are metal bands and as much as we love like ambient and like chill parts and stuff we can tell even when we are headlining that when people come to see a metal show they want to fucking fight yeah i mean you have to give the people what they want at least at least just uh just the right amount yeah and and that's what i noticed you guys definitely leaned into the heavier side on this record like Mm -hmm. i did not expect for this album to open up with like a headbanger because that's not what the last album opened up with you know no, not really. Yeah, that, that that's true. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should I do it in the car with friends and dark with headphones on? Is it a workout album, party oh. album? What do you personally recommend? You know what? Like, I uh, I think I remember that question from uh, from the last interview we did. I, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I answered like headphones, like in the dark, uh, get get lost in it and stuff. And like you were saying, I think like this one could be a cool experience like with friends like say uh, if you've got friends who are into resolve as well just like gather at the at the gather at the one with the best like stereo system just like play it loud it's slightly shorter than the first one as well so it's yeah maybe like not as deep and intense and self-reflecting but yeah like why why not like make, make it like a party with friends like for, first listen through everyone like mostly quiet just like getting into the groove and then maybe like another run through where like people could be like discussing stuff because there's also like obviously a lot of like small details that you need to like really listen and listen to to get and there's also like a lot of lyrical comeback uh callbacks to 
the first album or even like older stuff. So that's something we love doing, and I'm sure a lot of people will will uh, catch on that as well. So, oh yeah, hell yeah, it's fucking awesome. Uh, so this one should be super super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words, no more, no less. I was gonna say to the point, but as like one word, so no, I'm I'm, I'm gonna try and think of something else. Uh, I th- I think like same same again. Like I think the the last time I went for some like very convoluted convoluted words. So I think I'll try to keep it more to the point this time. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking heavy. Okay. I'm thinking. I'm pretty sure I said cinematic already last the last time, but this is, this one is very cinematic as well. So let's say heavy, cinematic, and um, I want to say epic. Epic. Maybe yeah, that's okay. bragging. Maybe that's bragging, but I mean, you have to, I guess. Yeah, it's also accurate, so don't <laughs> be mad at it. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'll take that. Um, so in that same train of thought, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through the album? There is a lot of um, ah fuck. It's not nostalgia. It's the other one, uh, melancholia. Mm-hmm. In in a lots of in lots of parts. Like one of my other f- favorite is a track, which is it four I think continuum, which is like very melancholic, very I don't know, just like auto- autumnal, which is like a weird weird thing to say, but to to me it's it has this vibe. Um, what 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 else? Uh, I mean, we always try with our choruses, and because like Anthony, our singer, he he can like he has a very dynamic range. So like we always try. Our goal with the chorus is always to have a bit of the chills mm. on on your on your on your hair. So mm-hmm. that that's I think that's the that's the one thing we try the most. Like just build it up and build it up, and when it's like not especially with a uh, being like super violent or super like heavy, but just like bringing something melodic and hard eating at the, at the same time to just like take you like take you higher. Yeah, that's that's weird, but I think it makes sense. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, that that absolutely fucking makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, are you able to touch on any particularly challenging or standout moments from the creation of this album, positive or negative? Well, like, like I was saying, the the biggest challenge was uh, the timing, basically, because we we knew we wanted to keep it short. Like we are we are still very much a, a band that's like up and coming. So, like we didn't want to take too long in between the first album because like we've been lucky enough to have some sort of success with it. So we thought let's let's strike the iron while it's hot. So. So it's definitely been a challenge to uh, to make it like while touring at the same time. I don't think we could have done it if we weren't self-producing because like we could just like do some work like whenever we could, as opposed to just like locking say one month into the studio. That would not really have been possible for us. Uh, honestly, like it's been kind of a challenge uh, lyrically. Because we always put a lot of expectations on us on on this matter, especially because like English is not our first language, so it's in a way I think it's harder for us to write lyrics than it would be for Ameri- for an American or English band. Yeah, uh, I th- maybe we make it like too complicated sometimes, 
it's funny because like recently we were collaborating with um, a, a good friend like we've got uh, the next single to come out of the out of the album and i mean it will be out by the time this podcast will be out so mm-hmm. I, I can talk about it free uh we've got this track all the days which is track three like it's you know it has this very like urban almost like trap metal vibe to it mm-hmm. and we did an alternative version where, with a uh, aaron from 1056 formerly mm-hmm. between the martyrs and uh, zilly from paleface i don't know if you are familiar with paleface mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the swiss band which is so we we had them at the studio like and they wrote some more like lyrics and and vocal parts and watching aaron who is like a native english speaker write lyrics was very eye-opening for us because it kind of just i mean a lot of words come to him more naturally but at the same time he doesn't just like second guess everything he's doing like oh is this correct is this like grammatically accurate mm-hmm. so i mean we tried like as much as possible to not second guess ourselves that much but to be honest like we we tend to do like longer songs rather than short ones mm-hmm. with a lot of vocal delivery so it was a lot of lyrics to write yeah and yeah it's been it's been challenging at times and it can be definitely frustrating when you are like sitting in the studio the track is playing and looping and looping and looping and you're trying to come up with like something uh, efficient for the chorus and you just cannot because you've been doing this for for like two weeks already so sometimes it was frustrating uh i must say yeah yeah Yeah, that's gotta be like pulling teeth yeah Oh. Yeah, I guess I've never pulled one. But, no. but I guess we <laughs> <laughs> um, for this question, why don't you picture you're on tour, you're at a gas station for a rest stop? What is your snack of choice? Favorite favorite snack? Mm-hmm. Like I th- I, th- I think the one we are stopping at the most on tour would be Burger King. Okay. Uh, and I mean, I really like Burger King, so I can I can't really complain. Uh, but like, if you gave me the choice. I mean, if you, I'm a simple man, man, like I, I would be happy with a with a pizza anytime. So, yeah, just a just a plain like Regina pizza, ham, tomatoes, mushrooms, ricola. Is that the Ooh, ricotta? Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. No, not not the cheese. The um, you know the small leaves like the oh yeah. I think that's ricola in English. Uh, uh, uh arugula. Arug- yeah. Arugula. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, if I yeah. if I'm feeling fancy, yeah, yeah, that's that could definitely be my deathbed meal, I guess. Uh-huh. Hell yeah. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be and why? Mm, oh, you know what I know. I think it would be and that's <laughs> it's weird to say because it's an English dish, but I mean we've got our own version of that in France and that would be a shepherd's pie. I guess. Oh. Mm-hmm. Because it's layered, because it's it's a lot, you know, like it's uh like it's something that goes like deep into your stomach and you can feel it like it's it's very dense, just mm-hmm. like oh, we it's are. Filling. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's 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 feeling, yeah. I get yeah. You know you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's yeah. Yeah, that could be I mean that's not some something I want to eat right now because it's definitely not a a dish for hot summer days. Mm-mm. No, but I mean, but we are. I mean, I I, I want to get some sushi now, but I I wouldn't picture ourselves as as a sushi, to be honest. Fair enough. That's fair fair enough. Enough. 
Um, so for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift completely away from music. So if you could be one animal for the rest of your life, what animal would you be and why? <laughs> you know what? Give me one second. Oh? He has a prop. I would be this one. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> this, is my this is my cat, Soso. And it's just the, the best the best cat in the world. Like he's so kind, so so chill, so he's everything to me. So I I mean I would be this one. Perfect. That's so fucking sweet. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey. Did you ever get like did you ever get this kind of response? Oh you know what? I, I got I got the thing right with me. Usually people are like, I'd be my own dog or something, but it's like you brought your actual cat. We've yeah. never had that he, before. That he, was he was right he was right there like scrunching at the at the door. So had to had to let him in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you could have lunch with any celebrity or artist, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Mm. Ah, there's a lot. Uh, I would I would love to pick. Uh, I mean, is is it a celebrity? Yeah, I guess it's a celebrity. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I, I was gonna say Quincy Jones because like he's just one of the most iconic producers mm -hmm. in the story, and like I feel like he's responsible for the way we, for like for the way music is kind of produced now in the in the bigger sense of the picture. Uh, I, I, oh man, I, I don't know. Uh, I was watching uh, I was watching a Phil Collins uh, live show. I mean, on YouTube yesterday, and it fucking blew my mind. So, like at the moment, I would love to speak with him about, about that, mm. or maybe, oh, you know what? Or same, like I was. I, I just watched uh, Oppenheimer. Like I was a bit late, but uh, I just love like Christopher Nolan. And I would love to have like a conversation about him, like just to just hear him talk because like from his movies, you can you can tell that he's like so passionate mm -hmm. about a lot of stuff like and I think like a lot of stuff that goes in between very generalistic, like he could talk about the most famous movies in the world, but I think he could also like nerd out on like cameras and and like technical stuff and I, I think that would be like a very interesting conversation absolutely yeah, oh, yeah. i mean he fucking knows everything it's crazy <laughs> yeah it's, it seems to he can do anything like have you have you watched oppenheimer i have not it's, i really want to see like it because uh, uh killian murphy is like one of my favorite actors ever mm -hmm. and oh, he's finally like the fucking lead so yeah I, I really and, and, and what a lead what a lead but what, what's what struck out to me the most is like as far as I know, it's like I don't think Nolan has ever done like any film that's that looks like this one. I mean, it's not. I wouldn't say it's his most like it's his craziest visuals, mm -hmm. but it's just um, I don't know. It's it's a whole new like it's a whole new like directing from him. I feel but it's still like done splendidly, like if it was it's his fucking tense movie of this style. So it's it's crazy. So Absolutely. Good. Anyone like the extra mile with actually like recording it on film film versus like yeah. digital shit. So it's like just the amount of work on that alone and like preserving yeah. those as you're going. Like if someone fucking like spills coffee on that, you're fucked. Like they, <laughs> yeah, there's exactly. so many yeah. things that could go wrong with that. But he he yeah. did that. It's crazy. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's great. Um, it's so good. So for this last question, boom, you're on Desert Island. You can bring one movie, one album, and one person. Who and what are you bringing? Mm. You know what? what? One album. Uh, you, you remember that movie, Into the Wild? Yeah. With, uh, who was it, Emil Hirsch? The, it, it's, it's Sean Penn, right? Who directed it, I think. I think so. Anyway. I've only seen it once, yeah. And you remember the the soundtrack, like it was Eddie Vedder, the the Pearl Jam guy. He did like he did the whole album, just him. And sometimes it's ukulele, sometimes it's guitar, sometimes it's slightly bigger arrangements, but it's always like very intimistic. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my favorite album. And I've always like this is not the first time I'm getting the Desert Island question, but I I still come I still come back to to this one album because it would be a very fitting soundtrack for someone just trying to build a whole new life just for himself mm-hmm. just for well just for myself and for my girlfriend because i imagined I, that would be the one i chose mm-hmm. yeah uh and what was the uh and so the movie because the, the soundtrack of the movie would be the the album but mm-hmm. the movie uh i mean i think my favorite movie of all time is back to the future that's the that's the only tattoo i have i have a flick capacitor right here yeah. But I I wouldn't take it with me because I just like I can close my eyes and see the and see the movie because yeah. I've seen it so much. Um, at the moment, I don't know. It could be it could be Interstellar to be honest. Nice. Ooh, like, I, yeah, it could be Interstellar honestly. Because yeah, it's 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 yeah. I think it's still it's still my favorite. Like I, I ha- there's some movies like I have a uh, emotional connection with because like it reminds me of my childhood, it reminds me of like some special moments. But I think overall, I think overall, yeah, Interstellar would be my my favorite movie, and it's it's quite long as well. So more 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 watch more watch replay value, you know. Exactly, that's yeah, like three and a half hours. It's great though. Um, yeah. So as I said, that's all the questions you have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? I mean, in, if uh, some if some listeners are uh, li- live in France, I, I mean, I imagine some of them would. We are touring. Uh, we are headlining France uh, for this album starting uh, right at the beginning of October. So right after the album release, we are very much focused at the moment on building a whole new live show, like much bigger, much more efficient. So I'm very looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, I mean, that would be my plug, I guess. Um, um I don't know, like, I, I would, yeah, just go watch Oppenheimer, go watch Barbie as well, if you haven't already. Have you, I mean, I guess everyone has, but it's it's very good as well. So, all right, and stay 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 hydrated. Absolutely, well. yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. Well, thank you for now. It's been Robin from Resolve, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.